0: Welcome to episode 93 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes objects object so interesting to astronomers. So I will now run the random number generator. The Random Number Generator has printed the phrase, keep calm and carry on. And it has also printed the coordinates of 12 hours, 17 minutes, 34.0 seconds right ascension and plus 22 degrees, 32 minutes, 23 seconds declination. These coordinates point to an object named UGC7321. This is a spiral galaxy at a distance of about 75 million light-years or 23 megaparsecs that is seen edge-on from Earth in the constellation Coma Berenices. In the case of many other spiral galaxies that we see edge-on, the disk is either tilted just a little or the disk looks a bit puffy so the galaxy still looks rather thick despite the fact that we're looking at the edge of a disk. Some spiral galaxies that we see edge on from Earth may even look a bit warped. UGC7321, however, doesn't have a puffy-looking disk. Its disk looks relatively skinny. Additionally, while many other spiral galaxies have puffy spherical bulges of stars in their centers, UGC 7321 has no such bulge. It simply looks flat, like a pancake, sort of like the stereotype of Kansas. Astronomers have zeroed in on the skinny appearance of UGC 7321, and they have labeled it as a super-thin galaxy. Now, UGC 7321 is not the only super-thin galaxy that astronomers know about but it seems to be one of the closer super-thin galaxies, which means that if some astronomers want to understand these galaxies, they will go look at UGC 7321 first. To understand why UGC 7321 is super-thin, it's easier for me to explain why other galaxies are not super-thin, and this mainly involves gravitational interactions among galaxies. Two spiral galaxies that pass by each other will gravitationally distort each other's disks, possibly warping them or making them look elongated, and it is even likely that the two galaxies will merge together. If two spiral galaxies of the same size merge together, their orbits will end up completely scrambled, with the stars moving in random directions. Once the merger process is complete, the resulting object will be an elliptical galaxy. However, when spiral galaxies of different sizes merge together, or when a smaller dwarf galaxy falls into a larger spiral galaxy, the disk of the larger galaxy will largely remain intact, but may end up looking warped or puffier, while the motions of all of the stars in the infalling galaxy could end up being scrambled, and they would end up moving in random directions. Many of the smaller galaxy stars could end up in the larger galaxy's bulge. However, none of this seems to have happened in UGC 7321. It's just a flat, rotating disk with no bulge. The gas in UGC 7321's outer disk, which is more extended than the stars in the disk, looks a little warped, indicating that the galaxy might have had some sort of gravitational interaction with a smaller galaxy at some point, although that's not really certain. For the most part, though, it looks like UGC 7321 has managed to avoid any type of interaction with any other galaxy. This is because UGC 7321 is in a really isolated location in space. Many other galaxies, including the Milky Way, are in gravitationally bound groups or clusters of galaxies, and many larger spiral and elliptical galaxies, including the Milky Way, have lots of satellite galaxies. UGC 7321, however, is completely isolated. It doesn't even seem to have any dwarf galaxies orbiting it. So, with no other galaxies nearby that could distort its shape, UGC 7321 is able to exist by itself as an unchanged, undistorted, undisturbed disk. When other galaxies gravitationally interact, or when they merge together, Interstellar gas clouds within the galaxies either collide or otherwise gravitationally collapse. These collapsing clouds will form lots of new stars, and sometimes galaxies merging together will trigger events called starbursts, where stars form at rates that are factors of 10 or higher than what is typically seen in ordinary galaxies. However, because UGC 7321 is so isolated, It's never undergone any type of starburst event. Stars still form in the galaxy, but it somehow seems underdeveloped. This demonstrates how important such interactions between galaxies are for forming new stars, sort of like how children interacting at school are more likely to develop better social skills than children who stay at home, or how adults interacting at work are more likely to get creative new ideas than people who work remotely. I have to admit that I do a lot of remote working. Maybe I haven't had any creative new ideas lately. I should try experimenting with my smoothie maker. Anyway, to summarize, UGC 7321 is a rather amazingly flat spiral galaxy that astronomers are really interested in because it provides very useful information on the processes other than gravitational interactions between galaxies that shape and change galaxies in general. It's been a rather intriguing object for astronomy studies for decades, and it is going to continue to be targeted by astronomers for decades to come. The location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of UGC 7321 in the sky is a place in the Pacific Ocean slightly less than 1,600 kilometers west of Niihau in Hawaii. I would like to say that this is a fairly isolated part of the Pacific Ocean in much the same way that UGC 7321 is in a fairly isolated part of extragalactic space. But even though this location is far from land, it sees a fair amount of commercial shipping traffic. Well, pretend that the container ships and tankers don't exist, and then you can imagine that this location in the Pacific is an isolated place just like UGC 7321 is an isolated galaxy. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de, and the sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening.